0: It's all sunshine and rainbows in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia as the crypto markets have taken a nice ride upwards this week. With Bitcoin dancing around $4,000, people are wondering if the bull run could be near. Or is this just another head fake? The Bitcoin symbol is now on the Google keyboard, so that's something, right? Elon Musk says paper money is going away, and Tim Draper says only criminals will use cash in just five years. I read the news today, oh boy, and my blockfolio appears to have taken some Prozac. Any way you look at it, the ride continues, and we're glad you're here for our Bad News, episode number 243 of the Bad Crypto Podcast.
1: So wait a second. Did you say your blockfolio took a Prozac or needed some Viagra? Which one?
0: Well, it's feeling better today, so it must have taken a Prozac.
1: Oh, okay. I thought it might have went because it went up. yet you got some Viagra. So, so you used the right
0: one. Here's what's really funny is I considered using saying Viagra instead, and I and I opted for Prozac. But nice. Yeah, we're tracking good, there. Yeah.
1: Well, we're bad. So I assume that I assume you meant Viagra.
0: Nope. Travis Wright is bad. I'm Joel calm I'm bad, and we are the Crypto Clowns. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, and now you know what you're in for. A little bit of witty or not-so-witty banter, some crypto news, and uh, what else? Uh, I don't, um, regret. You're in for Regret. <laughs>
1: you're in for regret you're in for bad bad advice we don't give (laughs) advice not even bad advice because we that's true we don't give advice are not financial
0: advisors although we will advise that you say thank you to the people who make this show possible our show sponsors first of all we have divvy That's the crypto app that makes it easy to earn, transact, and store your cryptocurrency. They are the first crypto ecosystem powered by masternodes that can be installed in one click. We've done it, and it took five minutes. You can instantly begin earning crypto at the click of a button. No crazy setup, and their smart wallet allows you to store and transact with the Divi token with a simple, intuitive interface. You guys can check it out. All that they're doing at DiviProject.org, and, of course, links in the show notes, badco.in forward slash 243 to Divi's Telegram, their Twitter, and they are now on the Blue Trade Exchange. That's B-L-E-U Trade. Oh, he must be French. It is the Blue Trade.
1: Oh, uh, remember when we were in, uh, we were at the Davos last year and we went in, it was like super cold cause it had snowed six feet. And then we went in and got some cordon blue at like the most authentic place to ever get some cordon blue.
0: Yeah, it was, it was, pretty, it, it, was. it was blue and it was cordonish.
1: Mm-hmm, it was very good. All right. We also have coin payments this episode as a, as a sponsor. We love coin payments. Uh, Check out their blog for news announcements, uh, new coin additions, Uh, They also do some merchant highlights and spotlights and lots of great articles over there. But also, if you guys are interested in accepting crypto on your website or on your e-commerce platform, uh, check out CoinPayments. They have a step-by-step integration guide to start accepting crypto payments uh, in your business. And if you're not accepting crypto, hello, what are you doing? You're listening to this show. You're listening to Bad Crypto. And you don't accept crypto for your business. Let people know you're accepting crypto. And uh, guess what? You'll Crypto will probably get paid in some. So coinpayments.net is the platform. They've also launched a brand new iOS app. So you can check out that out in the show notes. But, yeah, CoinPayments is doing things, Mr. Jocom.
0: Also want to give a quick shout-out to Rachel Wolfson, our crypto chick. She's got her own podcast, The Crypto Chick, with Rachel Wolfson, part of the Bad Crypto Podcast Network of mm-hmm. shows and she's had some fantastic interviews here lately. She uh she did an interview with Julianne Brabon, who is the um CEO and co-founder of Poppy, and she most recently spoke with Natalia Karayaneva, who is the CEO and founder of Proppy. See, so you got Poppy and Proppy, and if you listen to them, it'll make you happy.
1: Mm. And he, she also, uh, she interviewed uh, Justin's son of Tron, which we ended up having on one of this episodes. She uh, she had chatted with him and said, oh my, she's like, we need to put this one on Bad Crypto because it's Justin's son and it's Tron and it was awesome. And Rachel Wolfson is awesome. And you can check her out at the Crypto Chick. Just type in Crypto Chick. Is it one word or two words on uh, iOS? Yes one of them if it don't pop up it's one word yeah you'll see purple you'll see rachel's face it'll be her
0: and uh, she won't be in a bikini but that's what she wears most of the time
1: guess what happens when you live in california
0: all right let's check out the markets Timestamp, 6.15 p.m. on Wednesday, the 20th of December, Mountain Standard Time. Of course, this show releases about 24 hours from now. Bitcoin is just under $4,000. Total market cap, $135 billion in change. Bitcoin dominance, 51.7%. It's sitting at thirty nine eighty one. Ethereum up. $147. XRP, the only one that's not dramatically up in the top 10, 33 cents. EOS taking a nice lunge this week up to $3.84. Litecoin on the move over 50 again, $51. Bcash, 146. Tether dollar one. Stellar, 9.1 cents. Tron, 2.5 cents and rounding out the top 10. The Binance coin, which has taken a nice run to $10.74.
1: I love looking always at the the trending to see who are the biggest gainers and the biggest losers, of uh, of the past x amount of time, and uh, you know it's really <laughs> a lot of them are just crazy coins. You've the repo
0: coin is the biggest changer in the last twenty four hours, at least in the top one hundred, up twenty three point five percent. What is the repo coin?
1: Well, the biggest gainer or is it? I, I see bit new chain uh, Ox cert also has been growing. Um, narrative there's some there's just interesting names for these coins so it's always kind of funny to see which ones are growing right now which ones have grown pretty big now eos grew pretty big over the course of the last week which was uh pretty nice to see and actually some great news i've not actually talked about my my eos issue that i had been having but um, I finally solved my EOS issue that I had been having, and I'm no longer I've no longer lost my my EOS tokens. I've regained.
0: Control. You get so close to losing stuff again and again, and
1: actually losing it. Dude, I tell you, crypto is not easy, man. You got to be meticulous. I had faith I in you I guess this I'm just time, not meticulous though. Remember, so. you were like freaking out a little bit. I'm like, you'll figure it out. Oh, man. Well, it's been since June. And so I have like this system on my on my codes that, that I have. And then I was just doing it in reverse incorrectly. And so I was like trying to move. A, and I was like, Oh, my God, what the hell is it? And then since June, haven't been able to solve it. And then finally, I just I was just sitting there. I was just looking at it. man. I bet I was looking at it for like, I was looking at my private keys for like 10, 15 minutes, just kind of in this meditative state. And then all of a sudden, I heard, why don't you try to move this one over there? And I go, Okay. I'll try that. Boom. Boom. And I was in, and I was like, Oh my God. Oh, damn. Oh, that was, that was stress. We'll that was like, oh. Mr. Travis. Right.
0: And in terms of mainstream adoption for Bitcoin, this story just popped up here. A Twitter user discovered that on the Google keyboard, which is available on both the Android and iOS, if you hold down the dollar symbol, it comes up with a bunch of other currencies. And the first one it comes up with is the Bitcoin symbol. So if you want to type out, you know, Bitcoin to somebody, it's now there. You know, the B with the lines on the top and the bottom. In fact, I'm going to check it on my phone right now to see if that actually works.
1: I'm going to check it right now. I'm going to send you a message in Facebook Messenger right now, Mr. JoCom. Here I am. I'm on my keyboard. I'm at, And I do use the Google keyboard, which is Gboard. Hold that down. And, and there I'm, it is. I'm receiving
0: the message. Yeah. And there it is. He actually sent me bitch with the Bitcoin B. So thanks for that. I think yes, just more evidence. A fun
1: thing. Hey, you're welcome. And I was just kidding. You're not really a bitch.
0: Acceptance. And now we just need the SEC to accept. And once again, we are approaching the countdown for a new Bitcoin ETF. This time it is the New York Stock Exchange ARCA that has filed for this Bitcoin ETF, and um, you know the SEC has at most 240 days to make a decision on whether to approve or reject. One of these days, they're going to approve one.
1: And you know, there's there's not just one right now. There's another one. So there's this one here that we're talking about, and there was another one that I saw in an article, and then I lost it. But there's another ETF that the SEC is considering right now as well. So. Yeah. You know what? We're going to talk about it. Keep talking about it. Guess what? Adoption keeps happening. Now we have the Bitcoin emoji. I mean, come on. We, you know you know, we're getting mainstream now when the, uh, the emojis are here. But actually, that's just an ASCII character. That's it's not really keyboard. an emoji. So, it's interesting. And in one of these days, one of
0: these um, is going to get approved and that is going to be a glorious day in the crypto world.
1: And then also in the news, uh Anthony Pompliano who goes by what he goes by Pomp on the Twitters. I guess he's what he's A Pompliano is his Twitter handle. Really sharp dude. We haven't had him on yet, Mr. Mr. Nope. Tom. But he has an open invitation. So yo Tony. Tony Bag of
0: Pompliano Donuts. Get on the show here. Let's let's talk about the cryptos.
1: Yeah. He did. I did send him a tweet and he did say in a DM that he would sometime, but we've just not scheduled this. We need to lock that down. But he says that Bitcoin is becoming the global reserve currency before our eyes as BBVA blocks thousands of bank accounts. So BBVA, which is Spain's second largest bank, they they had some protests down there in Madrid when the bank decided basically to block thousands of accounts belonging to Chinese nationals. And so the protesters said the bank blocked their account based on money laundering or whatever. And, but basically they were like, uh, they had so many different accounts, about up to 5,000 people had their accounts blocked and, um, that upset some people.
0: So uh, Brian Kelly, founder of BKCM, which is a digital currency investment firm, says that in 2019, if I'm looking at it, the focus will be on the currency. Bitcoin, Litecoin, some of those because we have quite a bit of geopolitical tension in the world. We're starting to see some global macro players use Bitcoin as an alternative to their gold position or as a way to hedge against fiat currency fluctuations and volatility. We don't like that volatility
1: Yep. And here's where Pomp comes in and says sovereign nations are already settling transactions in Bitcoin. So don't blink. Bitcoin is slowly becoming the global reserve currency right before our eyes. And right now, the U.S. dollar is the global reserve currency. Right. So these countries worldwide have to trade their currency in for U.S. dollars before they can buy oil. Right. So the world reserve currency is the ones that can buy oil and if they end up taking away the you know global reserve currency for the US dollar bill what happens is the dollar bill is going to collapse because not as many countries are going to need to hold as many to then transact for their oil so when that happens you know that's going to be an, an interesting little bubble burst and pressure that goes onto the market in a big way because now all these countries are going to have these mm. dollars they don't need that yeah, this is also a uh, good observation mr travis right you
0: know who else makes lots of great observations mr elon musk does well i was gonna say weird al yankovic but sure elon musk does also Weird Al
1: Yankovic does make a whole lot of interesting uh, observations
0: yeah one of these days i'm gonna have a meal with him i he doesn't know it yet but he's mm-hmm. he's like the guy that i just want to sit down and and uh you know, chit chat with a lot of people like they want to be with Einstein. You know, and and, mm-hmm. and no, I want to be with Weird Al. He's my people.
1: Weird Al is, is amazing. We should see if we can get
0: him on Bad Boys of Texas. That would be amazing. So, uh, Elon Musk, who, by the way, uh, you know, I'll say this after. So, Elon Musk was quoted in a recent interview in uh, having said that the Bitcoin structure is quite brilliant and that the digital currency currency is a far better way to transfer value than pieces of paper. And he sees that, you know, Bitcoin, uh, crypto is computationally energy intensive. That's that is true but I think he believes that that can be overcome and paper money is going away. Crypto is a far better way to transfer value than pieces of paper. That's for sure.
1: You know, actually this week they came out, uh, Tesla came out with their, their new roofs, their solar roofs, which are basically, they they sort of look like that ceramic tile roofs that you might put on, but they're shiny and um, they have the solar panels on there. And then he also has those, Tesla batteries that you store in your garage, right? So what I could foresee in the future is there being some sort of Tesla crypto mining system, right? Because here they're collecting power from the sun. They're storing it in these big power generating batteries in your house that you can then charge up your, your uh, car with, right? Or your whole home. And um, why not use that power to for your mining equipment, right? So who knows? Maybe there'll be some Bitcoin mining stuff in the future for testing.
0: That would be pretty cool. You know, the episode with Craig Wright just released here earlier this week. Our interview with Andreas Antonopoulos comes out in our next episode, episode number 244. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss that. And tomorrow, which Thursday, for you guys listening now, we are interviewing CZ of Binance. At least that's what's scheduled. And that episode will be coming out sometime in a couple weeks or so. And I am going to add elon musk to the wish list of people that i would love to get on bad crypto to talk about his you know he he doesn't really own he said um what was it a year ago last february he tweeted that he only owns a quarter of a bitcoin that a friend gave him many years ago and he says he literally owns zero cryptocurrency which is kind Mm -hmm. of surprising to me
1: yeah but he says he thinks it's got a great you know framework to it and the math makes sense it's it's a brilliant structure so he just doesn't have any and that's the way it is
0: maybe he does now though because that was a year ago february that he tweeted that maybe he bought the dips mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, so. maybe he was waiting maybe
1: when he was hanging out with joe rogan and he got high then he decided i need to i need to get into that crypto stuff now more it could have happened maybe if we get if we get elon on do, are we gonna smoke a joint with him? you can i don't smoke anymore <laughs> Yeah, but it was Elon Musk, though. I mean, you're like, all right, I'm.
0: Nah, I'm, it I'm over Musk. it. I I really am. I don't I don't <laughs> like it. It's like a Ringo star said: No, 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 I don't pff, no more. Gotcha. Tired of waking up on the floor. Yeah, I don't care. I'd I'd rather be a have a <laughs> presence of mind. You're one of the few people I know who it actually helps make more creative and focused. I, I you know the downside of weed from my observations, and it is it turns too many people into potatoes.
1: There's a lot of potatoes out there, and I think it's the type of strain that you have too. It's like I found that if it's the indica stuff, that stuff makes me so tired, my body just like. <laughs> but if you get a good, if you get a good sativa, that's the good mind high. But um, I use the thing is like I'll never do it on before I would go on stage. Never do that. There's just certain places that you don't, because I like to be clear minded then, because I don't think that it would help me on that. But I've seen plenty of comedians go up on stage high and become super extra hilarious. But that just for me, I go up on and I'm just. It just, there's some paranoia that kicks in going up on stage stone that makes, makes you not funny, or at least it me. not be not funny, Travis. I be funny. That. I try. I try. Um, oh, by the way, if you guys have tuned into, uh, bad boys of tech, that's the other podcast that Joel and I are doing along with, uh, Stuart Rogers. Uh, we had, a, we had a great interview on there the other day. I get Alex Jones came on the show, which was pretty cool. <laughs> Talking about transdimensional aliens again. (laughs) It was funny. I actually got a tweet. I got a tweet today that said, "Oh my god, I just heard your Alex Jones." He goes, "You need to do a whole episode like that." (laughs)
0: Hey, you know what? Maybe we could just get him on the show to talk about technology from his perspective. Oh
1: my god, why not? We're just trying to get people out there on the show. Let's do it.
0: Meanwhile, here in Colorado our local representatives have created the Colorado Digital Token Act. It's a bill that provides limited exemptions from the securities registration and securities broker-dealer licensing requirements for people dealing in digital tokens. I'm not exactly sure what the full impact of this is on this article here on the Colorado General Assembly site. doesn't really tell us too much. What I can see is that this is both the Senate and the State House that are co-sponsoring this bill. So the, they're working together, and um, maybe it'll be something good for everyone.
1: Well, you know, there's definitely some some development going in Colorado. They're starting to adopt it, trying to pay attention to it, right? And um, the Colorado Division of Securities last year, it's like they took – um, action against 20 different ICOs that were being taken place within the state. They said that we're operating illegally. So it remains to be seen how the future of crypto is going to play out in Colorado. Maybe here this kind of kind of put some kibosh on it. Maybe in some ways it'll make it better. But they did run off 20 ICO projects, many of which who then will just gone have gone to another country. So, I mean, it's, it really does. If, if they put the clamp down in, reg- in regulation, then. You know, these ICOs and these different blockchain projects are being built elsewhere. It's weird to me. They need to adopt and adapt. I just like
0: that you're using the word kibosh now. I think that that's awesome. Uh, you yeah, know, I think it, I've
1: always used the word kibosh. I don't know. That's, that's, that's been something that's been in my my vernacular. I don't know. That's what it's always been. You put the kibosh on something. That's uh, I don't Bada know. bing, bada boom. You stop it. You say it stop. <laughs> stop.
0: We're also working to get Caitlin Long on the show, who is keeping up to date with what's happening in Wyoming. So there are many states that are involved in uh, the blockchain space now. And there are companies that are also involved in the blockchain space. This article in Coindesk says, Apple hints at behind-the-scenes blockchain work in new SEC filing. A document that was titled "Summary of Apple's Commitment to Resp- Responsible Sourcing," and in that it uh, references perhaps what they're doing with their products like the iPhone, where blockchain guidelines are concerned. I'm not sure if
1: they're planning on supply chain stuff is what it what it what it appears to be. It seems as if they are saying, "Hey, we want to responsibly source all of our pieces." We're going to use blockchain, use it on the supply chain. But it doesn't look like or there's not been any hints around, you know, um, Apple and having, you know, crypto wallets on your iPhone or having blockchain built into your iPhone. Like what's happening with, you know, Samsung has one, you know, Finney and Seren Labs has one. I believe HTC is working on a blockchain phone. Nothing. uh, We haven't heard anything out of Apple. And Apple historically really dislikes crypto. They don't want crypto to be in apps. They don't want crypto to be mining in the app store because their business model is they want to milk the app store cow forever. And crypto can sort of circumvent some of their payments in there. So they don't necessarily like that. So they're not a big fan of crypto, Uh, even though crypto is going to keep growing and growing. They better at least get on the bus, because if not, there's going to be a problem. Mr. There is. So it's
0: really interesting how you've got this one major company that is, you know, just not embracing crypto quickly. But then you've got Patrick Byrne from Overstock you know, who embraced crypto payments on Overstock.com back in 2014. Of course, he was on a uh, recent episode of Bad Crypto again. And he says that even Venezuela can be fixed easily. He said, quote, we mm-hmm. could step into Venezuela with six laptops and create not only a functioning society, but arguably one with the most advanced government systems in the world. That's b- yeah. big. But it takes big it takes courageous, big thinkers for big things to happen. And, you know, the the sad Mm -hmm. truth is a lot of the people that are leading nations of the world are mediocre individuals at best. They're not big thinkers. They're power hungry. They're Mm -hmm. corrupt, but they're not problem
1: solvers. Well, traditionally, I've said this for years. The altruistic, you know, kind person doesn't care about governing other Mm -hmm. people they want it they want to help other people and make and they try to make things better now there's a certain type of you know i think it, it takes a certain level of being somewhat of a, a sociopath to be you know to want to be you know in in congress or be or just be in control of people's decisions i think some of them in congress are they are very altruistic i think a lot of, a lot of them do have their heart in the right place but they get there and they become these you know permanent uh, politicians that, that are lifelong politicians and the grime and the crime and the corruption and the lobbying and the you know the money exchanges and the stock secrets and all this other stuff that they become privy to over time they just enrich themselves over time and then what happens is is you know somebody said this i, I read this not long ago and they were talking about you know you know i know that, that there's this discussion about capitalism and socialism going on right now socialism has never been a tried officially anywhere well actually what, what really the metaphor that got me around socialism is socialism is essentially uh is capitalism on uh, with a monopoly throughout it it's a monopolistic capitalistic society because the ones who are at the very top of the food chain they get all the money they own all the industries all the businesses all of this they do and the rich stay super rich and the poor everybody else stays super poor so it becomes this the super class of rich people and everybody else is just poor. There's, it it decimates the middle class and that's what's happened every time it's ever happened. And um, so it's, it is interesting, but you know, Patrick Byrne, he has these like six principles. We've talked to him before and I don't remember all of his principles of society. It's like blockchain can do this and can do that and can do this. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the interviews that we've had with Patrick Byrne, Go back in time and listen to them. Super smart guy, and I think him and his, uh, you know, Medici Ventures team. I think they could go in and uh, and and set up a government ran on technology that was more effic- more effective and more efficient and more advanced than any other government before that. You don't even have to go. Don't you don't have to all. go
0: back in time to listen to the episodes. Just find the episodes and listen to them. At you know, at this point of the timeline, it's fine. Like you don't have to. Have-
1: well, that's true, but I'm on a different timeline right now. So I just wanted to make sure. I was so a you are
0: smoking the weed tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Travis, Actually, no, I don't think I Travis have Travis is like.
0: on a different timeline. Yeah.
1: Uh, on the know. other you side of the world,
0: the regulators in Indonesia have officially recognized Bitcoin as a commodity. And they are wanting to, quote, give protection to people who want to invest in crypto assets so they aren't cheated by fraudulent sellers. Uh, you know, I, I love that the country, the nation is recognizing and regulating it as a commodity, but I still feel like we are missing something as people. And I this kind of goes off of the interview we had with Jeff Berwick. Like, why do we need people to protect us from other people? How about don't, you know, how about just use your own common sense and don't get cheated?
1: Right. Well, then there'd be these people out there doing Ponzi schemes and, you know, they, they with their snake oil. And, you know, I, I imagine that's what it was like back in the day. You'd be you'd be walking down to the town square and you'd see this guy standing up on this covered wagon. And he's got all these elixirs. And you're like, oh, my God, he's got an elixir just for me. And, you know, it's got all these random drugs in it. And um. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, it's just, graph happens. I mean, you know, and and, and, I've used graph and grime in the same episode, folks. And and crime. And
0: it was was right on time that you did that.
1: It's all, it, it is all that. You know, that's it. I just say this. I don't mind having leaders. I just wish our leaders weren't a little bit sociopathic, and I wish that they were more altruistic and cared about doing the right thing instead of being, instead of caring about lining their pockets. And controlling people. I want honesty and in and, and lack of corruption in my government. And it can be left leaning or right leaning. Just don't just be if real it weren't for people that would happen.
0: By the way, I found this as I was looking through Bitcoinist.com. This story popped up since I just mentioned Wyoming. The Wyoming Senate this week passed a crypto property bill and it's going to their governor. To uh, sign into law, it allows Wyoming residents to own crypto tokens with complete legal protection, um, which means they don't need to get any third-party storage. It's the first U.S. state to enact changes in the law empowering private ownership of cryptocurrency.
1: Mm. Here's another one here on this on this website, Mister joe Com. Uh, also uh, on Bitcoinist, the SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce has said that uh, decentralization is at the root of our economic system and wants to to open up the SEC for innovation and entrepreneurship and, you know, creating this sort of better regulatory framework and that is more adaptable to the crypto space. I love it that we have people in office that are forward-thinking and saying, wow, guess what? You know what? transparency is so important for a functioning government if we could actually have the united states the way that it is but without the corruption and having transparency throughout spending of the governmental organizations and eliminating all the waste and eliminate the dark spending and who knows where just money just falls into a black hole and is gone forever right if, if this could be the most amazing system if we got rid of all that mm. some states are looking to do it it's great Dude, Bitcoin, this is dropping all kinds of great knowledge. Here's another article that says, where are the three worst U.S. states for Bitcoin regulation? One, New York. California. Two, Rhode Island. Nope. Arizona. Uh, Arizona, Rhode Island, and New York. All right, you, you three get it
0: together. And speaking of interesting news... Uh, This one dates back to December, but I just went down the rabbit hole and followed the link and thought it was interesting enough that I'm going to read it. A German chocolate factory spill makes for Sweet Street. Firefighters in the town of Worl in West Germany tackled an unusual emergency late on Monday when a tank at a local firm making liquid chocolate overflowed and poured out into the street. has absolutely nothing to do with crypto or bitcoin but look at all that chocolate you guys should see the picture of this all this chocolate in the street
1: oh man yeah and the problem is is that here it is on the ground yeah it's like oh no wasted chocolate um i guess here's a nice segue because the next article is all about ethiopia the ethiopian coffee company wants to use blockchain to keep profits with farmers and so on the spoon.tech they have an article here about this ethiopian Coffee Company, who is using blockchain and supply chain and uh, tying it all together to make their company more profitable. Yeah,
0: there's a mobile app that buyers can use to tip individual farmers and fund projects like planting programs, which will help make coffee farms more resistant to climate change. So they're looking at making the coffee supply chain more transparent. You know, even uh, last year, Starbucks, according to this article, launched a traceability program that outlined the coffee's journey from bean to cup. Uh, and they're not sure if that was like actually a marketing ploy or if it was actually, you know, going to help provide more data. But transparency for supply chain is where we are moving. And Companies are using blockchain to do everything from making sure that the seafood is labeled accurately to fighting wine fraud. And that's going to take me down another rabbit hole because now i got to click that article. And this is Vincent using an app to use blockchain to disrupt old school wine purchasing. It's an Israeli blockchain Mm. startup.
1: Well, how is Gary Vee not in on one of those? Like, how is Gary V not using blockchain to disrupt wine? You know, he's got his own wine business. I love Gary V. He's a good dude. Good stuff. I'm, I don't I'm, know. That's I'm a nice gonna, little article you got there, Mr. Joe Conn. Yeah, that gonna, was, we yeah, went was, on the rabbit hole multiple times here today, didn't we?
0: So this article on the spoon.tech says by moving wholesale wine purchases onto an app, Vincent's goal is to disrupt the traditional wine industry distribution model and let people connect directly with the winery so that they can get, you know, exclusive pricing on this stuff here. And I guess you can get better prices because you can't buy a bottle. You have to buy by the case.
1: Yeah, it, it reminds me sort of a little bit of like Kickstarter for wines, because you know those wineries, they need to get cash flow to help them get by until their wines are ready for sale, right? So they got a, they got a large outflow of cash, and then once that wine is even done, then it has to sit for a while, right, before it's even ready to to go. And so, yeah, this right here will help you, uh, you know, participate in certain, uh, you know, winer wineries, um, you know, and, and, and participate in it ahead of time. I like that. That's fancy. It is pretty much like Kickstarter.
0: Boozer. That's the, that's kind of what they can call that. Kind of like what? Boozer. You know, instead of Uber, it'd be boozer.
1: Boozer, yes. <laughs> Except you gotta wait months until your alcohol's ready. I don't know if you could I don't know if I could wait that long.
0: So we talked about states that are moving forward with blockchain, and we talked about the country in Indonesia, South Korean capital, the Seoul metropolitan government, has announced plans to invest more than a billion dollars in blockchain and fintech startups. By 2022, uh, using the Seoul Innovation Growth Fund. So I think that there's more indicators that maybe this blockchain thing is here to stay. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Well, dude, South Korea, they're all about it, man. They normally, you know, South Korea and Japan are normally two of the leaders when it comes to really innovative new technologies. Like, I remember whenever this, whenever before the smartphone came out and T9 texting, like, they were the T9 texting masters of the world. Like they're so fast when it comes to that QR codes, they adopted them way before us. Smartphone proliferation way faster than it did for us. Right. So like they adopt that stuff way quicker. And so here's the, the South Korean capitals government, you know, planning to use funds uh, in their capital built in their capital of, uh, of uh, South Korea uh, and, and, and basically invest heavily in startups. That's, that's great.
0: That is good stuff. I'm digging that.
1: Yeah, in America, they're running blockchain companies out, <laughs> and then guess where the innovation's going, folks? Elsewhere,
0: Ow. the the, the nation of elsewhere. So, along lines with what Elon Musk said, we referenced earlier in the show that cash is going to go away. Tim Draper is also predicting that cryptos will rule, and five years from now, get this. Five years from now, only criminals will use fiat money, which is kind of, it's like flip-flopping, right? Because people have always said, well, people only use Bitcoin, only criminals use Bitcoin. And he says that um, criminals will still want to operate with cash because they catch everybody who's trying to use Bitcoin in in the new systems. Because you could track Mm -hmm. blockchain. You see, this is going from here to there.
1: Can't see that with can't see that with paper money. Can't see that with gold and silver, right? If you have it in your hands, and so maybe maybe Mr. Joel Com the bad crypto is it's actually crypto is bad podcast.
0: You know the only time they're tracking the money is like if you're playing Where's George. Have you ever done that? Where's george.com is the website. This has been around for a lo- long time. Oh yeah, time. Where's
1: George? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you get the stamp and you see where the where well, the dollar. You don't have been. to get
0: a stamp. You could just you just if you have a dollar bill go to where's george.com and put in the serial number of it and if anybody has put it in before you'll see what city state or country it's you know been to and if it's not been there before you can enter the bill and register it so that if somebody else uses it um, and what you do is you put the stamp where's george.com on the bill so that when people get it they're like oh what's where's com. And then they go to the website and they go, "Oh, this is a fun game, and I'll put it in and see where my money's been.
1: Mhm. Where's my money been? you know where's my money gonna go? Oh, where's my money gone? Sad, But five years from now, folks, you're gonna be a criminal with all that cat fat stacks of cash. So you might as well you know you might as well you know get your crypto stacks growing. yeah, Tim Draper actually he's he's uh, pretty famous for saying, you know by twenty twenty two Uh, Bitcoin is going to be at $250,000 per coin. That's pretty significant. He did not say he was going to cut off
0: his junk. though. No, I mean, when I think of Tim Draper, I think of somebody credible, right? He's been credible in the Mm -hmm. the venture uh, field and is
1: respected. He's got an amazing purple Bitcoin tie. He wears everywhere. I bet that tie stinks. I hope (laughs) he's got more than one, actually.
0: One more celebrity in the crypto world to talk about. Apparently, Vitalik has disclosed his crypto holdings for all to see. He didn't ask me anything on Reddit on February 18th. And his non-Ethereum token holdings comprise Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and Zcash, which are less than 10% of the value of his Ethereum holdings. And then he's got others, you know, a few others here as well.
1: Nice. Now, did he give the exact numbers on the thing?
0: No, he hasn't said. He's just, you know, kind of given an idea. People wanted to know, you know, what do you hold other than Ethereum?
1: Yeah, non-Ethereum ecosystem tokens, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin, Doge, Zcash, total value less than 10% that. of my ETH. He okay. also has non he I literally just said no, that. No, here it is. I'm, I'm reading all this, that, and that. that's only one part of it. Also, he has non-Ethereum ecosystem tokens, KNC, MKR, OMG, REP, Total value, that's also less than 10%. Significant corporate shareholdings, Clearmatics, Starkware, uh, revenue in the last 12 months other than Ethereum foundation salary, a few advisor tokens included in above, non-financial interest, friends in the ecosystems represented by the above projects, as well as some non-token Ethereum ecosystem orgs, and the names of Plasma Group, ETH Global, EDCON, and non-token, non-Ethereum orgs, Mainly professional cryptography and economic circles. So there he goes. Is he still thirteen? I think he's. Uh, I think he's fifteen now. <laughs> <laughs> so I
0: think a good news week overall. More encouraging news from the blockchain space and from the advisory column. Um, we are advisors with Digitex Futures. You guys hear us talk about them often enough. And they have passed a million signups on their wait list to, uh, to use their Futures no-fee exchange.
1: That is impressive stuff. A million. That's nice. I mean, seriously, you go check out their website. They're, they're also close to breaking in the top 100 as far as, as uh, crypto tokens go. But, yeah, so they're sitting at 1,024,000 people on the wait list, and they're going to do their public launch in early Q2, I believe they said. It just says Q2, so sometime in Q2, and uh, we'll see. should be interesting to see because their their UX looks pretty interesting. They're spending a lot of time building it out, and a million people are either going to be really happy or not happy, Mr. <laughs> Jolkoff.
0: Yeah, I don't know, it remains to be seen. We, you know, we came on board as advisors because we thought the project looked super cool and we're hopeful just like any other investor is in it, but we cannot predict the future. So we're not going to. Well, I'm not going to, Travis. Use the false. Luke. I won't even
1: do you that. Know the, you know what you know, I do want to say this though. This week, you know, last week when we did the show, um, the crypto market was, I believe, one hundred and twenty million or one hundred and twenty billion dollars or something. So it is nice to see that we are up fifteen billion dollars this week. That's a substantial amount of chunk of change there, and some of these, some of our favorite coins have gone up a little bit. That takes the pressure off some folks if they're if they're relying on their cryptos. You know, good stuff. Great week, actually.
0: Very nice, and we got a couple reviews came in this week on uh, iTunes and via email. Blaine Boy Seven five-star review the crypto clowns i'm typically afraid of clowns mr travis Wright and mr joel calm have helped me with my fear in a unique way and saved me thousands of dollars in therapist bills that i have now invested in bad coin hoping for big things from that investment thomas in nashville and and of course uh only a fool would actually invest thousands of anything in bad coin and i'm assuming he's joking
1: well, it saved him thousands in in therapy bills. So he did. He wasn't paying any therapy. That's good. And uh, so he's got himself a lot of bad coin. Also, our good friend from Norway, uh, Britt Torberg. Torberg. He has a Tor- Torbjorg. 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 Gotland. Mm-hmm. Torbjorg. I guess it is a bjorg. Yeah. Nice. Torbjorg. Uh, she says this. Uh, I want to say that I love your show, and I've listened in on every episode since I found out about your existence back in July. You are my company while driving to work, and after some 100 episodes, your voices are more familiar to me than most others. Being a non-native in English, I sometimes struggle picking up on all the technical talk, but who cares? Most important for me is that the curiosity for crypto and blockchain that you bring into the shows, that rubs and that rubs off. I added a little bad rap <laughs> that would be great if you could use it in some way with greetings from Brit, you know, your most faithful listener in Norway. Stay bad. All right. You ready to go, Mr. Jokam? You ready to wrap it? Because Travis and Joel are having the goal to teach us about crypto using their hip. No, with joking and laughter, fun facts and after, do we dive down the rabbit hole? Or log into Binance. And oh well, they don't talk about finance. <laughs> the market goes up, the market goes down. The
0: bad crypto guys are still on the ground, keeping us hopeful, stacking us gills, telling us promptly, do not pay your bills. With bad coins or bitcoins, though, whoever knows, the future is funny, and maybe
1: it shows. The B-Coins will conquer the blockchain and beat the shit out of Bad Bitcoin, a proper defeat. Yo, Badcoin, said Bitcoin, what happened? You won. But Badcoin, the booger, was already gone.
0: To Bad Crypto Party, hosted by those who started the podcast, smart ass they chose. I think actually I'm gonna change the lyrics right there. To bad crypto party, hosted by those who some know as Travis and Joe's. <laughs> 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 to dig up the B coins, cause these guys they know what blockchain and techno in the future can do. And whereas we're
1: told to really stay bad, due diligence to be done while jokes come from dad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is live and delivers to us, the true audience and crypto believers. Stay,
0: Stay back.
1: Who's bad?